Hello All Saints. As we continue to think about crossing divides, today's reading is from 1 Corinthians 9, verses 19 to 23. Paul writes, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone in order to win as many as possible. To the Jews I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the war, law, I became like those not having the law, though I am not free from God, God's law, but under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I may save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. I wanted to share uh, with you today a story which is told in, among other places in a book called Lord of the Ring by Phil Anderson. Uh, we'll put a link on how you can get hold of that book um, in, in the notes for today. It's uh, about the order of the mustard seed and the phenomenal witness of a group of Moravian refugees who formed a community in Hernhut in Germany uh, on the land and at the invitation of Count von Zinzendorf in the early 1700s. Wikipedia says this about the most significant moment in their history. On the 13th of August 1727, the community underwent a dramatic transformation when the inhabitants of Hernhut learned to love one another, following, following an experience that they attributed to a visitation of the Holy Spirit, similar to that recorded in the Bible on the day of Pentecost. Among the impacts was an uninterrupted 100-year, 24-hour prayer watch and the outworking of a commitment to share Christ with the nation, something largely unheard of in the church of the day. Their global outreach began in 1732 when a potter named Leonard Dober and a carpenter named David Nitchman travelled to the island of St Thomas in the Caribbean. Let me read something of their story. It was in the early hours of, tw of the 24th of July 1731 and Leonard Dober was having a bad night. He lay awake, his heart pounding, his mind still full of images from a dream so vivid that it seemed to be more real, more than real. In his dream, Dober had witnessed images of the enslaved black men and women in the Caribbean islands and had repeatedly heard the voice of God calling him to go and preach freedom to the captives. He and another man who felt the same call shared this with the community and they responded with cautious enthusiasm. However, the initial excitement was dampened by the arrival of Anthony Ulrich, himself an enslaved man from St Thomas, who had long prayed for his own Christian faith to be preached to his family, especially his sister, back in his home country. Anthony's appeal was compel as compelling as before, but he was also soberingly realistic about the conditions that any prospective missionary would face. He described the long hours, poor conditions and evening curfew under which the enslaved men and women laboured. The only realistic way to live and work among them was to become a slave yourself. Many in the congregation concluded that the situation sounded impossible. Dober's sense of calling and conviction ran deeper. His response was simple and absolute. If the only way to reach the slaves was to share their condition, then a slave he would be. The account goes on. Seven years later, another party from Hernhut arrived in St Thomas, having become concerned by the silence from their friends. On their arrival, not a trace of the missionaries could be found. Some brief inquiries soon provided the reason. 
Far from being a failure, the mission had triggered a spiritual awakening among the enslaved black population and over 600 had come to faith in Christ. Jealous at the baptism of these new believers and alarmed that the Moravians were teaching them to read and write, the official Dutch pastor had managed to get them imprisoned on trumped-up charges. The Moravians had been imprisoned for months, but far from impeding their work, their imprisonment had acted as a powerful testimony to the sincerity of their faith. The new Christians gathered outside the prison every evening to join the St Thomas Three in impromptu hymn singing, which annoyed the plantation owners even more. This reminds me a bit of a story a colleague uh, of mine when I worked at Christian Aid used uh, told of visiting a theological college in South India. As part of their training, the trainee pastors would live for a while with the oppressed Dalit community. The Dalit community is, uh, is discriminated against, de denied rights and treated with violence and disregard and attempts to stand up for their rights often lead to imprisonment. My colleague told of how she was interviewing the trainee pastors and finding out how they invariably had also been arrested and imprisoned alongside their Dalit friends. Living with and loving the community there, they couldn't help but be caught up in their lives, including in their struggles against oppression. My colleague said to these trainee pastors, oh dear, doesn't being arrested get in the way of your ordination? And the reply came back, oh no, it's practically obligatory. In other words, if they hadn't been arrested, questions would be asked about the sincerity of their obedience to Jesus's call to bring good news to the oppressed. So all this leaves me asking, do I have the passion of Paul or of the Moravian missionaries to say with Paul, I've become all things to all people so that by all possible means I may save some? Today, shall we ask God to grow in us this longing, that this desire, that by all possible means our lives may testify to the goodness of God and the sufficiency and grace of Jesus Christ, that by all means possible, the community around us would see him through us. And as this longing grows in us, so would the courage grow in us to lay down what seems essential, what seems impossible to let go of, so that we may share the wonder of Christ with others. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gospel of freedom, that you died that we might be free. We pray that you would raise in us today such delight in this gospel, such love for our neighbours, such confidence in your goodness, that our longing would be that by all means possible, those around us would come to know salvation in you. And as this longing grows, loosen our hold on all that we think is essential in order that we might be ready to lay down all things as we follow you, the one who went to the cross to save us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.